So, um, yeah, I mean, I thought I'd start with just uh, talking about the fact that I entered IM Barcelona, I had full length Ironman Barcelona, so that which would be my third full length Ironman since 20, uh, what was 2017 was Maastricht, 2018 yeah. was Wales, uh, 2019 I actually did enter one, I don't know whether you remember that, which was the um, not an Ironman, but um, what was it called? Outlaw in Nottingham, but that was rained off, so that didn't actually happen. Although we did do the swim, um, and <laughs> then there was so much rain that they abandoned the bike, um, which sort of makes made the run a little bit pointless. So I didn't do that. Um, yeah, yeah. But I've always wanted to do three, so I'm in Barcelona. I'm quite excited about doing. But I, I thought great because it's a nice flat course, and then you said. Not as flat as it looks. <laughs> what did you? Well, I mean, it's it, it's quite flat, but it has um, a hill in it, um, right? Not a not a massive one, and it's. Yeah. Um, but it is it's uh, it's definitely undulating, so it's not the yeah. fastest Iron Man course out there. But I think it will right. suit you. I think okay. it will suit yeah. you well. Yeah, and we had that sort of brief chat because I was saying, oh, what what do you think is a reasonable? target time for me and you were saying you don't like doing that <laughs> because well yeah do you want to explain a bit like why you don't you don't well, necessarily about, like saying about, so so um first of all great believer in process so focusing on the process of what you're trying to do and executing the yeah. event as 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 best you can and the, re- the reason for not talking about you know everybody likes a time goal and it, and, yeah. and and they can be quite motivating um you know, if you, if you want to break 20 minutes for 5k for the first time or whatever, that can be quite a motivating goal. But if you, but if you set a time goal in an Ironman event when you might be out there for you know 12, 13, 14 hours, yeah, um, what you have to factor in is is the huge multitude of, of of things that can have an impact on your ability to execute that race in that time that you've plucked out of the sky um yeah. you know so it, you know it, it, barcelona is probably you would think one of those places where you could for instance mm. predict the weather that in october it might be 25 degrees and very little wind um yeah but if you saw the if you saw the pictures from uh last year so 2021 actually they ended up having to shorten the swim because they had a strong onshore oh, really? wind and obviously oh, that can have a massive impact then yeah on all sorts yeah. of stuff yeah um so that's that's the main reason, really. But also, in you know, Ironman is is um, is you know long endurance racing, um, and actually, for those of us you know age group racers, the, the the notion that you've got a target time for your marathon with everything yeah. that's gone before it, and your <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and if you know what what are you going to do if you look down at your watch at, at, at kilometer twenty six and it's in your in your yeah. kilometer times so are twenty seconds slower than you want them to be. Yeah, you know what are you going to do? It's not so, so <laughs> process, process yeah. is more important. If you look after the process, the outcome will always look after itself. Yeah. yeah. So these detailed spreadsheets that I create, detailing exactly the time down to the last second that I'm going to achieve, which I never do. You're saying I'm wasting my time, basically. <laughs> well, no. The thing is, is, it's about motivation, and if that, yeah. you know, if, 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 so. All athletes are different, and one of the things, is, as from a coaching perspective, is is you 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 um, you move with what the athlete likes doing because we're you know we're not doing this professionally. We're not doing it because it's um, 
you know, we're going to bring in bring in money if if you uh, if you win your age group at Ironman Barcelona. Yeah. What you're yeah. doing it for is fun, and if part of the fun for you is the is putting together yeah. those spreadsheets and making those estimates, <laughs> that's all part of the process, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's, it, it, yeah. and so there's nothing, no problem with that at all. I don't think. I think it is motivational too. Actually, I think just from a fact, but I think it helps me and sort of grasp what is possible, if you like. So you know, like it sort of yeah. makes it. It makes it real like oh actually yeah i can run at that so i could do that or i can cycle at that so yeah, that is feasible i think that's what it gives you because when you it's a bit like climbing a mountain isn't it you just if you just look at the mountain and think or skiing down a mountain i always think you know you first time you ever go skiing you look at the mountain you think oh there's no way i could come down from there but when you just take it bit by bit and you sort of yeah. break it down into stages you realize exactly you know, yeah. it's possible yeah and, that, yeah and yeah and that's what you're doing when you're racing you know yeah. think about all aspects of the race and think about yeah. the process you're going to execute well it was quite interesting that when you asked me to estimate roughly yeah. what time uh, your, 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 your calculated estimates and my um, plucked out of the air estimates based on yeah. on your training were, were actually pretty close I think weren't they yeah yeah. so I mean you know so I, I'm sort of in my mind I am saying if ev- given everything is normal uh, in terms of conditions and you know then yes, yeah, sub twelve is what I would really like to to achieve, which is significantly faster than Wales. You know, the fourteen plus hours I did in Wales and Maastricht, but then they were much, you know, hillier courses for them, particularly on the yeah on the bike. I mean, Wales, where, yeah, Wales, Wales, Wales especially. Wales, pretty much anyone at Wales can you can add at least an hour. Yeah, for Wales. Right. Okay. Um, for for any kind of normal age group athlete. Yeah. And then the the other thing I was looking at when when I was talking about this is was um fitness recording i don't know whether i put that in the note actually but um yeah it's something i thought i think it's interesting to talk about because when and also relating to my you know what's currently going on oh i did put it in the notes but currently going on with my uh you know being ill this week and so on and um and then when i look at the fitness re- level in training peaks it, it's it's yeah. coming down obviously but then you know, they're what's it called again? What do they use for that? That the, the, the line they use, the uh, well, they, they it's based around the critical training load is based around their TSS score, that's uh, training right. stress score. Um, and then they, you know, so it, it's a it's um, it's basically a, a, a measure of, of fitness based on giving you a score for each workout you do, which is uh, oh. a, a multiplier of the duration with something they call the intensity factor, which they calculate either as a percentage yeah. of your maximum heart rate or percentage of your FTP if they're doing on power, whatever it might be. Um, so that's yeah. how they work it out. And, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I think there has some really weird things, doesn't it, in TP? For example, if you do a, a walk, it, it seems to really rate that highly in terms of improving your fitness a long mm. a long walk um whereas strava i don't know whether you've looked at the strava one strava has something similar but they don't give the same sort of weightings but both of those are limited aren't they because it's purely about what you've logged and it doesn't know anything yeah, other absolutely. than what you've logged so yeah, what we're doing on the that... yeah what we're doing on the training today what sort of overall fitness by looking at the where your HRV averages are changing seems to be a much better metric. I mean, it seems more realistic well, it, for what I'm seeing. It, 
it's a pretty pure metric. So if you if you so all you all you're doing when you when you're looking at that is you're taking a readout from your. But obviously you have you do have the background um, additional factor of uh, as you get older you'd expect your overall HRV to drop anyway. So you yeah. you've, you've got that going on at the same time. So as long as you can factor that in. But yeah, on a on a sort of um, yeah broadly speaking, the fitter you are, the the, the higher the absolute value of your heart rate variability should be yeah um, and I've, I've seen that really match exactly what's happened with me this year with you know various things that I've had like the back injury and then the COVID and then and then I had a pretty decent stretch didn't I of of sets yeah well, what five six weeks where it was really going well and that was everything was climbing and then obviously went on holiday that slowed it down a bit um, and then come back with a bit of a um sort of throat uh, uh, infection or something and you know that slowed it down this week and I can see it drip, dropping again but um, it does seem like it matches very closely whereas the, the other ones don't always I think it's motivational though isn't it it's really motivational to see those yeah. figures you would sort of look at your think your general fitness is increasing um, it, it really helps to you know I think to, yeah and I think to see I, that I think um, I, and you know the, the thing about all of these th- all these uh, measures of, of a sort of overall fitness well not maybe not the HRV one but the others is that they are doing a decent job of, of making a, a, an estimate but it like you say it is all based around um, you know quantity and and quality of training and as you say if you don't log everything then then you don't get everything um but as long as you're consistent with what you log then it does give some sort of an idea about how you're ramping up that training Uh, but it can you know it's interesting about thinking about it being motivational because it can also be demotivating for athletes i think because you know if you've got somebody who's on a, a you know a high level age group for athlete for instance who's who's got a particular training regime that they that that works very well for them so they might you know high high level age group athlete you might train 18 to 20 hours a week if you're lucky enough to be able to do that um actually in in principle on that basis could we could reach a a sort of fitness plateau um where that that score will 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 not increase because you know fundamentally their training load is is at a level that they're not going to just continually increase it um, and that, that's, that's a, you know. yeah that I mean that's an interesting point another thing I was going to ask because obviously I yeah, bought this um, I am in Barcelona which is a year away that's quite a long time really isn't it what would you you know for because you know for a train for a training plan even for yeah. I am and obviously I will do other things in between that but um, what what would you typically look at for a, sort of if somebody was starting you know from a reasonable level of fitness to, to do a, a full distance Ironman wow what's the sort of That's normal a, training period for that well the, the the answer to that question is definitely it depends so you, right. The, right. The, the, so if you're asking the question what's the shortest period of time right. that somebody can go from yeah. starting doing triathlon to doing an Ironman or what's the dif- you know how long if somebody comes on board as you say who's yeah. fit and has been racing 70.3 how long would it take you know th- those are those are all very very variable questions um, yeah. and the, and and then when you throw in the the fact that you're talking about different completely different individuals so for right. instance if you have so a chap that came along um, a couple of years ago who was uh, 60 years old and was a cyclist basically so his cycle endurance and fitness was pretty good but he literally couldn't swim half a length of a swimming pool. Um, so the right. challenge for that person to get to 
um, you know, to, to, to get to iron distance racing versus somebody who swum as a kid, hasn't swum since then, but will pick up the swimming aspect of it very, very quickly, but hasn't ridden a bike for 20 years, totally different. Yeah. So I think yeah. that, that it's, um, it's almost an impossible question to answer. It's so individual. Um, okay. But in terms yeah. of putting a plan together, you know, I think a year, having that year goal is actually a very, very solid um, platform on which to build yeah um a training plan and you know and you and and you know we'll, we will we, with you of course be looking to bring in some other events in the lead up to that yeah, yeah. um to get you ready to go for barcelona next year but it's yeah. it is very individual very individual yeah. just not that one that seemed ideal but i realized it was on our 30th wedding anniversary probably not the best date <laughs> <laughs> I did say to Steph do you know that it wasn't, wasn't quite that key <laughs> yeah. where, where I can't remember where, where was that which one was it oh it's the one you suggested near it was near it was in Spain wasn't it it was down on the coast somewhere close to oh yeah uh, Challenge Salut yeah, yeah. where well, it's a nice yeah. spot for your wedding anniversary maybe I'm sure there'll be some yeah there'll be some nice places to stay down there yeah, that's That'd be the best point. thing to do. You could say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just popping out for six yeah. hours. <laughs> that's right. With my bike. Yeah, yeah. what? Here this evening. Yeah. Let's see at the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brilliant. The other thing I wanted to just mention on the Ironman is because the, the, the Apple Watch Ultra, which I've now, now got, I don't know where you've looked at this. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. No. But that's it. Ultra, so it's a bigger screen. Titanium is the only option for the metal. So, um, but the big thing about it, I think, is it's got a much much longer battery life. So when I did yeah. Ironman Wales, you know, I had to use uh, effectively three Apple Watches, to be honest, to to, to last the whole period. Because um, the battery life wouldn't last the full fourteen hours. Um, no. It may get there if you had your phone with you in your back pocket because Apple Watch is better battery, you know, with the phone close by because you can take advantage of using location services and things like that off the phone rather than the watch. But Ironman don't allow you to take phones, do they? According to no, their rules, if I remember correctly. No, um, that's right. this one and should last. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It, so the... the um... <laughs> It, it, it is that additional duration, isn't it? Because the, the, um, the they're fine for the my watch is fine for a half distance, so it's fine yeah. for. I mean, you know, I suppose that's five hours ish, but but um, even it, but it, but it's not really depleted. So I think my, when I wore mine for a half this year, it was yeah. down at about sixty five percent by the end of the race. So there's still plenty of battery that's, life really? left. That's amazing, actually. Yeah. That's- that's, I think they've probably made big improvements since last time I really looked at that. Did, and you didn't have your, did you have your phone in your back pocket or anything like that with you? With you? No, 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 no. And oh, and you wouldn't have had cellular on though, because it's it's a, it's not it's a non-cellular phone, so you wouldn't. It's a non-cellular GPS, isn't it? Uh, watch, so it's yeah. just a GPS watch, yeah. Yeah, Which, uh, but couldn't you switch? Could you switch you, the cellular off? You could, yeah, but I think it's still. Uh, yeah, it should have a bit much of an impact. I think I quite liked the idea of that because it meant supporters could also track you more easily rather than just the the way you get tracked when you put, go over a pad on a 
you know, on, on the official sort of Ironman apps or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're, you're where you jump, you're, suddenly yeah. jump. Yeah. For somebody with your enormous support crew, I imagine that is actually quite important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, yeah, Ian fans out there. Yeah, only because um, they've got I've got Ian on the front of my shirt on the, on the number. So everybody shouts out. I once did a yeah. half marathon where I ran next to this is Reading half marathon actually. There's lots of people all dressed up and stuff, and there was a guy who seemed to be just the same pace as me all the way around, but he was in like a big orange, big orange wig and orange outfit. I can't remember what he was promoting. It's some charity or whatever. And he had he was John, I think, but because I was running next to him, everybody was just shouting go on John nobody was shouting go on in I was <laughs> I was just completely uh, you know uh, insignificant in compared situation. to the situation he was probably in the same situation the year before running next to somebody dressed all in green or something so he's like <laughs> yeah, right probably, I'll get it that way yeah I'll give um, the orange the other thing and on the is, go on go on I was just, just going to say, say about the, the the new watch is it is yeah. it um, I mean it, it You've used it with the auto transition feature as well, haven't you? Yeah, although that's available now on on all the watches, the auto transition, and because um, yeah. that's a feature of the Watch OS rather than the feature of the Watch Watch. Um, and that I think thought was fantastic. I mean, I just did a mock my own little sort of sprint triathlon, running, uh, you know, going to this local pool, straight, you know, jumping out of the pool, running into the changing room, get in my tricycle it was quite a bit, yeah. bit, bit surreal and then running out to the car park and getting on my bike and then run, you know, cycling around our estate and then running around the estate um, but the auto transition I was worked perfectly <coughs> excuse me um, for me and you know as soon as you I mean I think if you want super accurate timings of your transition then you know, you you can you might want to switch it to manual, and then you can press the button to say I want to go to the next transition as I cross the line. <clears throat> um, yeah. But I don't. Do you need that? I mean, I don't think you need that on a on a race day. You got to, you're going to get that anyway in the in your, in your logs. You know, if you need yeah. it. So I mean, the fact the fact you can just start it, do the whole triathlon without thinking about it again, and stop it, and that it gives you nice metrics that you can just glance at. It gives you your total time. For the whole try and your, your time for your current set and whatever other metrics you you've configured, um, it's, you know, I think it's, I think it's a bit of a game changer, really. Can you and and can you? Um, it doesn't. It's. I mean, it's obviously interesting in a sense that people's view of what they need to be able to see during a race um, and yeah. then after it. I mean, it's, you know, whether they're recording that information to be looked at after the race which obviously my that would be where my main interest would be from a coaching perspective would be to be yeah. looking at that data after the race um uh, but so you know some it, 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 there are various different schools of thought about how much you want to be taking data in during the race um yeah in terms of things like speed or or or, or power on the bike or whatever it might be yeah. um so i mean that's that's quite i mean it's 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 uh it's certainly it's certainly a move forward, isn't it? The auto transition thing, which is quite cool. Yeah, I mean, because I remember you once saying, "Oh, the thing about logging swimming, for example, on a watch, was you get that mm. people come to the end of the length and they do that weird thing where they've got to bring their arm over and press the button on the Garmin watch, you, <laughs> so you, you know, <laughs> to stop it." And that's what you know, I used yeah. to do. And I, 
But the fact that Apple Watch does that automatically, and then this takes that next step further, doesn't it? It means it just doesn't get in the way, I think. To, to log it accurately doesn't get in the way of your technique or your, you know, your actual... And it's just one less thing to think about. Um, yeah. Which, and, you know, I don't know about also, you, but on a race day, I just can't think about anything, really. No, absolutely, no. And I think that, that you don't really want to be focusing on on um, trying to adjust your watch and what have you. Or, or, but, but, I mean, the... the Pete, again, Pete goes back to what we were saying earlier. People are different. Some people love that aspect of it, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, the from a again going from a coaching perspective, what I would say is that the athletes who pause their watches, for instance, when they're in rests between running intervals, or um, you know, and I can understand why people do that because they want, you know, they they don't like to look at their um, average speed for their run and see that it's lower. Um, than they would expect because it's got their right. rest periods yeah. in it. But actually, from a coaching perspective, you learn an awful lot from that rest period. Yeah. So you know you're looking at you're looking at heart rate recovery. You're looking at yeah. Um, you know, or, or if it, you know, that kind of information is super helpful from a coaching perspective to see where that athlete is in terms of getting the execution of that set right. So. Um, yeah. We would certainly encourage people not to stop their watches for rest yeah. periods either in the pool or out running or anything else really it's a bit of a Strava disease though isn't it because it's sort of Strava just emphasises yeah. average speed of everything and I think yeah I sometimes look at that when I'm in intervals and I, f- I almost you know on Strava and I almost feel like I have to post say something this was an interval session <laughs> so that people know <laughs> that the average speed well, that isn't my average speed I see, and it's weird that that's important but it, you know it sort of feels a little bit important because yeah, that's the whole yeah. you know it's a very big deal in, in the way Strava report their data is, you know maybe yeah, should and it goes, back, clever it, it goes back to this motivation stuff again doesn't it it's all yeah. about what motivates people as an athlete um, and um, you know that 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 becomes the guiding factor in terms of how people go about those sessions and what they want to record and what they want to have recorded yeah. um, I have to say from my perspective that is one of the reasons I have always steered well clear of Strava yeah yeah. Um, for exactly that reason. Yeah. Uh, but it's not just you know it's not just we pick on Strava. It's, it's not just Strava, is it? The same is true if no. you're um, shared with people on Garmin or on yeah, um, yeah. or on Swift or any yeah, of those exactly. packages. They all have that yeah. opportunity for people to have a look and see what you're doing. Um, yeah. So yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It would be nice if you could just have uh, more emphasis on other aspects. Sometimes I think. I think they, you know there well, are, I, it is there, I, but yeah. I mean, I would, I would. At the end of the day, the only data that really matters are the times when you are actually doing the thing that you're training for. Yeah. So when you're racing, that's important. That becomes yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Um. Yeah. So you know. Uh, yeah. Apple Watch Ultra. I'm going to put more on my blog about obviously about Apple Watch Ultra and, and various things within there. I've done, I did a post on the custom workouts, which is a nice new feature as well in there. Which. Yeah. Um. For fits into what you've just been saying, um, so I mean, I think Apple Watch has come up, up it become a more mature triathlon watch now, you know, multi sport watch because of these new features and with it and with the ultra. And um, did well, I was got a note there just in terms of any um news from your sort of side of the world in terms of um, the oh, other athletes, what they're yeah, up to and any triathlon. Yeah, I mean, so there's uh, there's been some exciting racing going on. So we we've, we've been um, we've been out in Mallorca um, racing, and um, Fran 
who is uh, one of our ambassador athletes, has been uh, racing very fast in Mallorca, but we've also had a couple of the girls out in uh, Utah at the 70.3 World Championships, yeah. uh, also doing very well. So uh, hopefully we'll get them on soon and they can tell us all about it. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, no, good, really, really good. I mean, I think that one of the interesting elements from from the training today perspective is the is the is the response of the long haul flying. Uh, or the response to the long haul flying and yeah. how that's impacted um, people and you know how that that recovery period before racing if you get if you're going to go to a race somewhere that's in a very different time zone and yeah. and you're going to fly for six or eight hours or whatever it is yeah having planning planning for that scenario and planning where you're going to stay how long you're going to get there beforehand um yeah is 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 inter- is very interesting and that and the use and because these guys are using training today and and we're monitoring hrv that's been quite an eye-opening experience for us from a coaching perspective when you look at yeah. what happens to their recovery and you know so you, you're 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 planning from a coaching perspective of the of the taper into that race has to has to be developed no question right. about that yeah. um, to account for that and that becomes quite a complex thing because, again, it's so individual as to how people yeah. recover from it. You know, how, are they used to doing that kind of flying? Are they used to doing that kind of um, traveling? Um, and that, that was something that really came to the fore was that the uh, – so Becky, who's a very, very experienced athlete, certainly um, was able to cope with that and, and also probably, well, yeah, definitely more used to that kind of travel. Yeah. Um, was able to cope with that much better than yeah. than some of the others. Interesting. So that was quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what the um, but the you're saying the flights, the jet lag after a flight is just clearly visible on the way that uh, training today score would drop. Briefly, yeah, definitely. And I think I, I think it's the I think it's the change of time zone probably more than anything else. I mean, clearly yeah. nobody likes flying, do they? And nobody likes being confined in in an aeroplane for that period of time so that is almost certainly going to affect your heart rate variability anyway yeah but i i think the disruption to sleep patterns and um yeah you know because that's at the end of the day that's when your body's going to be most effectively recovering yeah Um, and if if you confuse it by changing your time zone by eight hours that's going to have a serious effect yeah absolutely Um, interesting yeah yeah, yeah, I think so. And I, I, I mean, talking to them in detail about that taper period before the race um, and how well they respond, how well their bodies responded to that, would be a really interesting discussion. Yeah, yeah, one for another podcast then. Christopher, have you got yeah. anything else that you wanted to to add before we wrap this one up? No, I think I think um, I think we've covered a few bits and pieces, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Right, thanks very much, Aid. I'll speak to you next week. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye.